0: Hey there, guys. Uh, Before we started the show, we just wanted to uh, give you guys a brief kind of special announcement. Uh, Some people in the past have asked if there's a way that they can support the show if they wanted to. Well, now we have that way that you can support the show if you want to. Obviously, it's not necessary at all if you'd like to listen. Uh, But if you want to support the show... Just go to wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and underneath the About the Show or Show Description, at the very bottom, uh, it should have a link that will take you to where you can support us. We're looking into some ways that we can uh, have some benefits or special things for those who do support the show. Uh, We're not really sure on what we're going to do just yet, uh, but we will have something for you guys that do that. Uh, So stay tuned for that, but that's all from me, so enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to the Pitch, a Rocket League esports podcast. We're back. Uh, We're staying consistent with the streams, Drew. We're finally uh, kind of sticking to our our, uh, schedule that we planned for this season. I I feel pretty good about it. How are you doing?
0: I'm, I'm doing pretty good, Owen. I'm doing pretty good about yourself so.
1: I'm doing well i'm doing well i'm doing especially well because we have a new guest that we have never had on before we've had prof from pioneers we've had bel-air we've had a bunch of people uh but today we get to talk to somebody new one of my favorite people in the scene we have stacks rlcs caster analyst on with us how are you doing man how, how's your afternoon
2: oh it's been uh it's been pretty eventful today uh, we've already had uh one meeting earlier today and did some streaming and. Now I'm ready to just kind of wind down the rest of the day.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Do you have a Do you have a specific game that you like wind down with, or do you even use gaming to wind down at this point, Uh, with your career being so focused (laughs) on games?
2: (laughs) I actually do uh, a lot of tabletop stuff. Like I got a a table behind me that I uh, play on sometimes, uh, and you know, a lot of solo card games because I live in the middle of nowhere in Maine. I can't just have people come over and just play a whole bunch of card (laughs) games. So. you know just kind of do that or you know slay the spire sometimes right uh yeah big fan of card games
1: yeah i see that yeah i have been uh i i pre-ordered pokemon scarlet violet i don't know if any of you guys are well i know drew isn't pokemon guy um i just recently (laughs) actually got into it a bit more that's been enjoyable for me actually uh are you into pokemon at all or anything like that or were you ever stacks
2: uh, I was a long, long time ago, back when, and this is me dating myself, uh, back when you had it on the Game Boy and, okay. know, I was playing, yeah. uh, Pokemon Yellow on okay. the, uh, the Game Boy Color. So yeah, we go way, way back. And I think I, I think I played through gold and then never continued on after that. I think I transferred my party over to my friend's DS, right. uh, maybe ds might have been gba actually i think it was gba good lord and then just didn't ever pick them up again
1: i uh hold on i'm trying to think when was the game boy advance sp because that was like the first ever
2: yeah that that's the one i had i never had like the proper gba okay Um... what was
1: let me see what year that came out i'm gonna google that actually because that was like the first ever thing that came out a year after i was born in 19, 2003, too long ago. That's what year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was my first ever. I never played Pokemon though. Like this is actually my first full Pokemon game, and it's fun. But it's like it felt, and it's great that it's open world and everything. Like this is the first. But there are some like unfinished bits of it, but still enjoyable. And that's kind of how I'm uh spending my afternoons or my evenings when I'm not doing stuff. Drew, what have you been? What have you been playing recently, other than Rocket League? You can't say Rocket, Rocket League. League. <laughs> it's so obvious.
0: <laughs> um I don't know, recently I've been playing some Madden. I played Madden last night Oh yeah, night, we actually. played Madden last night and you crushed uh, me. <laughs> uh, we'll just skip over that part. Uh Madden yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh Risk of Rain actually. Been playing that oh. still. Join that still.
1: I'd like to uh I, I just I'm almost finished with Spider-Man like the original one from PS4. I never bought a PS4, so I've just played it since it came out on PC. And they just announced that the Miles Morales one is also on Steam now, so I'm gonna start with that one um, pretty soon. So should be fun. Anyway, this is a this is a Rocket League podcast, so maybe we should uh, actually discuss um, uh, Rocket League. A
2: start podcast.
1: Yeah, you know, it can be whatever it wants to be, I guess. Um, so stacks everybody, I think, who listens to this podcast knows who you are. You're on the mainstream all the time. You're Uh, I think you're do you do Fridays as well or I I think yeah normally
2: for North America yeah
1: okay so so people see you all the time but just for those who for whatever reason might not or just want some more insights into your story how did you get into esports like how did that start Um, was it was it a natural progression was it something that you didn't expect maybe just kind of a a overview of that
2: uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I've I've always been a PlayStation gamer up until oh, I got a PC that was good enough to run okay. games and stream. Right. So, uh, you know, I always had PlayStation Plus, and every now and then I'd check what the free game of the month was.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: and then I saw Rocket League, and at first... I oh, yeah, because it was on like,
1: PlayStation first,
2: wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was on PS Plus for free. Yeah, and, like, yeah. That whole month, I'm just looking at it like, yeah, I could download this. But like, I gotta sit here on this really slow internet connection and download this whole game. That main internet, I can't imagine more MLB the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, eventually did download it, played the daylights out of it. I did the thing that like every kid does in their driveway, shooting hoops. You you start doing commentary over your own game, or you you start doing commentary over your own Madden game, whatever, and uh, found that uh, I, I actually. I didn't play online for a really long time because my online gaming experience, remember I have terrible internet, I live in right. Maine, uh, was really bad. I go back to like Madden on the PS2 and the PS3, okay. and it was just awful. So I didn't want to play online much. But I did like the season mode. 4v4 the franchise or uh well yeah, just the season mode. So oh, uh right, right, you know, right. Kinger, Sundown, Merlin, yeah. and yeah. myself, the Sea Dogs taken down. Uh, the 4v4 season, it was absolutely awful gameplay. But uh, over that summer, I got more comfortable with the game, started playing online, saw some videos on YouTube, and then in the spring right. of 2016, saw some people running community tournaments and figured I'd try and record some commentary over like bots gameplay, see if anybody liked it. Mocket liked it. They, uh, they hooked me up with Azale to start doing their, uh, I think it was 3v3s on Saturdays, and then that went well. Started doing their 1s and 2s events, all the NA stuff for them, and throughout that summer, just kept going. And then we formed Nexus Gaming, and right. it was really just kind of a snowball effect from there.
1: So, how long between you picking up the game, starting casting, did you actually, like, get picked up by, you know, a casting organization or just recognized, I guess. How long was that window, if you if you remember? Um,
2: So 2017 was when I first got to work at Elan, because okay. uh, I didn't get picked up for the first season of Rival Series. I think I was, like, technically on the short list or something like that okay. for it. And then... Um, I think it was Corey at Psyonix uh, who just left the esports team recently. I, but right. I think he was the one who was like reaching out to people that were running events and they're like, you know, hey, these are the people that we didn't take for rival series or RLCS, but yeah, yeah. give them some work. And so uh, I got crowdfunded to go to uh, the Dallas Open that Texas RL was running. CJ Link was kind of the mastermind behind that, along with uh, Furtive. And right. uh, worked that event, worked uh, Midwest LAN a month later. And then that was it for lands until uh, I got hired for Rival Series in the spring of 2018. I gotta make sure I get these dates right. But yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of uh, dates. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I remember sitting in TeamSpeak with a bunch of Rocket League Central guys, got the email from, or I got a DM from Corey saying, hey, check your email and uh, i think we were like playing uh one of the borderlands games with uh, a bunch of friends and i just like immediately dropped what i was doing and uh started celebrating cuz i got the email like hey we want you to work rival series are you available for these dates like i i don't care what i have going on in these dates yes i'm available what are you talking about i'll do about? it i'll do it that's great um
1: yeah that's awesome i i was i was always curious like where that started um, because I've only really started watching rocket league and probably since season nine, I, I watched it before that, but, but that's when I became really invested. So I was curious about when it, uh, kind of started. Um, Drew, so, so
2: you came in, uh, you came in right during the COVID season. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's
1: when I became really, really, really invested, which is actually kind of ironic because it was like the slowest part of the, uh, the format at that time. But that is when I really started becoming invested. Um, Drew, I, I didn't want to take your question. Uh, I didn't mean to kind of overlap. Did you have something that you wanted to mention, uh, to him?
0: Uh, well, you kind of already mentioned it a little bit. Working your way up the casting ladder, you did you mentioned that you did the Rival series? Uh, what was that? 2018, I think you said. Yeah, uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. So, but that went away after season nine. So in season X, and last season, how did you get your way up? the casting ladder Were you already kind of in the works doing some extra stuff behind the scenes or were you just still doing casting?
2: Well, fortunately they, they liked us rival guys enough, uh, or, <laughs> or they were desperate enough. I don't know which one it is, but they, uh, they brought us <laughs> That's on.
1: Let's go with that.
2: Yeah. They, they brought us on for the B stream for RLCS X. And, and it was like a, it was a big cast of us too. Cause it was like, it was me, uh, super Sonic, uh, spaceman, Colin Stumpy, Daz, F. Dot was the host, like he was in the Rival Series. We had Marky Duda on the B stream for the uh, Fall Split, which was quite the experience. Uh, you know, oh, Suby was there, of course he was. Um, I mean, we're just joined at the hip at this point. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just uh, it was basically Rival Series plus the people that ultimately got added. To the RLCS uh this last season, mm-hmm. um, you know, we all kind of started out there in the B stream and had. I think we had a different. Uh, we probably had three or four different people that actually ran a B stream mm-hmm. on a given week. Like sometimes it was Bento, sometimes it was UGC, sometimes we didn't really know who was going to run it. I think Daz <laughs> ran one once because UGC well, for Rival Series? Uh, uh, No, well, for, uh, for B stream for RLCS, okay, it's, it's, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, wow! I just, don't think
1: I realized that.
2: Oh yeah, no, we we had a whole bunch of people behind the scenes. We actually, the funny thing with rival series, that was like three people running that whole production, even in the studio. You really? Know, was, yeah, you had like a director, you had a producer, and uh, I think you had uh, you had an observer, and that observer for a while was uh, Jake, straight to stranger. And, oh, okay. Uh, you know, so uh it was it was a skeleton crew, to say the least, and, so. and, and you wouldn't have known it from watching week to week as it just worked so seamlessly, but yeah it was it was bare bones.
1: Wow, that's great so I guess you would have had to learn a lot of it just kind of through trial and error then with that with that yeah. kind of crew. like was it kind of like just the few of you on Rival Series and then RLCSX that really just had to kind of band together and really just do your best? To create the best product because you didn't have a ton of outside help i guess
2: yeah i mean we, we had a lot of help actually from the rlcs guys okay. the uh, the casters and and analysts because right. like my first rival series show i got a couple dms from gibbs like hey that was awesome but do this more and do this less mm. and uh you know the big thing for me was you know we we always have like these monitors you know the confidence monitors that right. look at uh, the program feed well when the camera's on you it, and you see it pop up over there. It's natural to just kind of look over there now. Like, oh, hey, that's me. And <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it happens so often. I think Yummy called me out on it once. He's like, "Dude, stacks, <laughs> you're looking at the confidence monitor too much." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I know. I know. I, I can't. I can't help it."
1: Oh, I can. Man, so wow, that's interesting. So I'm trying to remember. So was it, sorry, did you say that was RLCX that you, yeah, it was RLCS That's when they got rid of rival series yep. and it went to the, what was that? Like, I think you mentioned it a little bit, but what was that call up like? Okay. Realizing that you were going to actually be able to come from rival series. Cause there were some that just didn't get the opportunity after rival right. series. Wasn't there. What was it like for you? I guess getting that message or email or whatever like was there anything that you can remember that was kind of running through your head realizing that you actually were someone who was able to continue doing this after rival series if that makes sense
2: yeah uh i mean for the most part all of us that were on rival series in season nine we all got over to uh to b stream for rlcsx um but the uh you know the big one was getting called up to the mainstream for this past season and we we were all kind of talking amongst ourselves wondering like okay what are they going to do are they really going to keep the same structure and all that um i didn't find out i was getting called up until uh early that summer okay When i was i was actually in poland for intel world open oh and, right 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 and cory wanted to schedule a meeting with me and he's like well so is, is this time pacific good and i'm like I mean, it's like two in the morning. I'll make um, it good. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, sure. I guess I whatever. I'll bend over backwards. It's you. So, yes. Right. Um, And and so he, he gave me the uh, the spiel about, uh, you know, hey, you're getting called up. Uh, this is what uh, this is what you can expect when the season starts. And uh, and he gave me, you know, basically uh, kind of the keys to the castle like, all the dates for the upcoming season and, right, right. and uh, a whole bunch of stuff that uh, under no circumstances are you to ever actually tell anybody, <laughs> which, you know, sure. I, I <laughs> abided by that. Seems um, <laughs> was, was very confident there. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I got called up to the RSS. You think I was keeping that a secret to my closest friends? Absolutely yeah. not. It yeah, yeah. uh it was, uh I was uh I was flying basically everywhere I, I went. Imagine. Uh just I don't think I ever touched the ground uh that the rest of that weekend.
1: So I mean the 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 sample size, the amount of work um I can just imagine that you had to do from Rival Series where it was league play, it was just week to week, a few games a week, to RLCS twenty one yeah. twenty two. Yeah. What was that like? How difficult was that for the casters? Because I remember for me personally you guys put on a lovely show. You guys made the best of a bad situation. But I can imagine on the tail end of the season when there was no Worlds, it was hard to keep that motivation. What was that like for that 21-22 uh, and uh, RLCSX as well, both?
2: Yeah, you know, no finding out that there wasn't going to be a World Championship, uh, even going back to, like, Season 9. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, feeling like we kind of had the rug pulled out from under us. Yeah. Um you know, it, it sucked. Um, there's no doubt about that. Uh, mm. RLCSX, we knew they wanted to try and host something at the end, but I think most of us were kind of realists at that point, and we kind of had it in our head that there was no way they were going to actually be able to host a LAN, just the way the uh, the world had, had not changed
0: right.
2: much. Right. Um, the biggest difference, though, going from kind of the old format to the new, I mean, sure, the, the volume of games is different, but mm. it's, it's also from you go in league play, you know who you're casting well in advance. You know, like I know in week one that I'm going to get, you know, in, in the case of rival series, like I'm going to get like Era Eternity versus whoever in, in week four. Right. I know that matches it, so I can, I can start prepping for that in week two. Um with this format, you don't know who you're casting until I mean really you don't know who you're casting until the talent rotation's made out. Yeah. But uh, you know, you don't know who's in the event necessarily until that yeah. Sunday. So it it's very different. Obviously with the majors, you know, you have a lot of lead time there, but Swiss being as chaotic as it is, I mean prep is much tougher now because You don't just get to key in on a few teams. You've got to know just about all of them and and have pretty intimate knowledge of most of these teams because on day three, you might have the club versus phase and you've just got to recall a whole bunch of info.
1: Yeah. And are you able to, like, do you use... In those cases, like especially for majors when there's a lot of international teams, do you use like Octane GG and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. I don't know how much you use yeah, that. And no, I know Direct uh, often feeds you a lot of it, but I don't know yeah. about you personally when you're prepping.
2: Yeah, uh, we have uh, four major, really five now, because Shift ha- has done a lot of great work now with articles. Yeah. So we've got five sources of info that, that we, you know, they're basically our Bibles. We've got Liquipedia, Shift octane ball chasing and direct who is yeah he's like a
1: calculator player. like that's just what it he seems like to awesome. me
2: and like we've had we've had different statisticians throughout the history of the rlcs and they've all done some really great things like dm Rawlings was i think kind of the first one um and he did a lot of uh advanced stats with um you know the timing of goals and, and you know who performed mm, right. the lead and such and that was great uh, Slock, of course, with Octane, Sly as well, but we didn't have as much of that support in the rival series and the B stream stuff. So now having you know direct uh, and having access to all of that information, and and the fact that he's able to share that publicly too, uh, right. is just a godsend. Because you know if we miss something, then somebody brings it up on like the subreddit, and it's like, hey, did you guys know this? And I'm like, yeah, I knew that and we'll bring it up on the next broadcast you know it's just right uh he is such a a fountain of info and he's like uh, of all the additions to the rlcs over the last couple of years i think he has been actually the most impactful
1: okay yeah I, i mean just from a viewer perspective i mean it felt like that was a bit lacking, like kind of, OK, a bit more intimate knowledge of things and like some maybe backstory of teams, you know, the records as well. That was something that you would get on NFL broadcasts. And, you know, I yes. think I don't know how you'd implement it, but I think it would be cool even in the future to have graphics for that. It would be hard to in such a fast paced game. So I don't know if that would be possible. Oh, but regardless, we, we just have talked about it. <laughs> we, you? Talked okay. about it.
2: We, we 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 want to keep kind of pressing uh, pushing the envelope of what yeah. is possible on a broadcast yeah. and, you know, something like having um, almost like a channel where, where direct can provide a stat and somebody can type it up quickly to mm. pop up on a lower third or something when it's yeah. relevant. Uh, That'd be you know, very I think, cool. Yeah. I, I think, it, I mean, we have a massive production staff for RLCS now and it, it, the, Unfortunate fact is it has to be bigger, I think, to kind of to accommodate, accommodate that, that workload. Yeah, because I'm um, when we worked with NGE doing rival series in the RLCS league play, uh, some of those guys had worked on NFL on CBS broadcasts. Oh wow! And, okay, and the staff they have and the prep they put into it. I mean, they have all these graphics preloaded days in advance, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a it's an eye-opening experience just to hear people talk about how much work goes into that and you don't really appreciate it unless you see it firsthand behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, I can so I can imagine that. So, on a typical RLCS weekend, how many people, how many how much production including caster, well, actually not including casters because I think most people know how many there are there. How much production <laughs> do you have in a Discord call or or in a chat at least?
2: Uh, the I mean we interact mostly just with Johan. Uh there, there's usually a sound tech, it changes from week to week. We have a okay. replay ops person. Um, we have Crasher doing the observing. Right. Uh for the live events, we'll usually have a, a second observer with him. Sometimes that's uh Gummer. Um uh, got uh Jimmy kind of works as like Johan's right hand man. Um numerous camera people of well i so on a on an online show you don't have a whole bunch of camera operators but um you've got people i think that are kind of working with psionics on the social side as well
1: yeah
2: so god i i couldn't put a number on it i i don't think it's a massive number um probably Eight people. I mean, that we interact with directly, only a few, right. but probably eight or ten
1: that are indirect ones, or yeah, that yeah, are yeah. in
2: involved in the broadcast. Total.
1: Okay, that's interesting. I was curious about how like how that works. Do you have people like feeding you stuff during broadcast, like through audio, or is it mostly just text, like direct, you know, sending you messages and stuff? What's that yeah, like?
2: Yeah, Johan will talk with us. Uh, you know, he'll cue us if there's a video to throw to. Right. Or when a break is ready, or if a break isn't ready, uh, Direct will feed us a whole bunch of stuff as the day goes on. He's in the Discord right. with us, and you know we'll just see something pop up uh, in the channel. It happens at the lands too. Uh, like okay. I've, you know, I've, I've kind of donated my laptop to the uh, the rest of the casting crew, <laughs> and so they're just in there in a DM with uh, Direct on a dummy account.
1: No way, and,
2: <laughs> really. And just uh, you know, when, when something comes up, it'll pop up. Yeah. And and then they'll uh, throw it out there.
1: Right. Very cool. Well, I, I we appreciate you kind of giving the insight there cuz this is stuff I don't know if it's interesting to other people, but this is stuff I've always wondered. I like yeah, I enjoy um looking at the production side of things. Um how that works cuz you don't really get the inside. You see the polished product at the end, but you don't you never see it behind the scenes with the uh with the production stuff. Um I want to move on a little bit to kind of so we talked about Rival Series, things like that. I want to talk about more this past season and kind of the future. So, Drew, I know you had something that you wanted to mention uh regards to this past season with Worlds, I think.
0: Yeah, it was with Worlds. And uh, me and Owen, actually, it was the first time that we attended the LAN, and it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and you were the stage host for, I think, pretty much any time I can remember all the time. Yeah. It was really cool to have that and i can't think of a better person honestly of the crew casting crew but what was Thank that you. like being uh being able to do that and was it like something that you had come up with or was it uh portrayed to you or how did that go down
2: uh it started with la and we uh so I don't know if you guys are wrestling fans, but um, NXT had this big event in Brooklyn and Triple H cut this promo in the middle of the ring. The, the lights are all down. You, can bar- you can't see the crowd. You can barely hear them. And he's talking about the growth of NXT and such. And I, I was trying to emulate something like that. And I kind of pitched it to the guys at Sionics, like, hey, I think I could pull something like this off. And we started kind of working on that idea and they said, well, why don't we do this at the start of the land? you know, the big intro to welcome back the fans and and show everybody, you know, what we've been missing for two years. And so we worked on that and then it came time to run it and uh, we had trouble getting people into the building because we had the desk outside. Oh, right. There was actually a stadium announcer. Trying to announce, like, yeah, oh, head on into the theater for an introduction by Sean Stack Stockhouse. I, I could barely <laughs> hear that, like, over the uh, the program feed. And right up until about, I don't know, five minutes before we actually did it, we were considering just cutting it because there was there weren't any butts in seats. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> I mean, there were very few people that had trickled in. Everybody was standing outside, but we finally did it, and. You know, it just had this thing that I'd been working on for a month and a half that it came apparently it came out pretty good because everybody loved it and uh Shogun hated it because I ended it with This Is Rocket League and then we did it again in <laughs> London and he hated yep. it then and we did it again at Worlds and he hated it there too because every time I did it it was to throw to him casting which was the absolute best part of all of it.
1: Oh, That's so amazing. it just got better, it kind of aged better each time yeah. you did it because you knew how yeah. it affected him. Yeah.
2: Yeah, cuz cuz you know I, I showed him like, you know, what I had written out and it's right, like, right. "Oh, mate, you're actually going to say this is Rocket League again. Are you kidding me?" I'm like, <laughs> ah. I'm like, "Yep." That's if fantastic. You don't want it, I will take it.
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> what were the emotions like? Like, w- were there nerves with it when you're on stage? Like, how? What oh my was? Oh God, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so like for Worlds um... specifically, this is what I'm talking about because biggest, biggest uh, amount of people we've had in person before. Um, lights are on you. How did it compare to casting? Like, and the emotions oh. and the nerves, like, just kind of going on that. I'll like, I'll just throw it to you there.
2: Yeah, I. We we certainly had plenty of practice with, you know, the crowd being right on top of us in LA and in London. Um and I've I've had some experience with that, like as a public address announcer, you know. Right. I mean, for a good postseason basketball game, we'll have four or five thousand people. Yeah. And, you know, but I'm not the center of attention there. Right. So it's very different. Yeah. Standing up on that stage with However many were actually in the seats, ten to thirteen thousand uh just waiting to to hear what I have to say or waiting yeah. to react to something and and of course, everybody that's watching at home it was it was terrifying, really, <laughs> like i am standing up there, you know, John tells me like all right, stacks get in position, and I'm just looking at my note card, like, all right, don't screw this up, don't screw this right. up and then. Something just kind of clicks, though. Like once, right? Once I hear, you know, cue stacks, it's just all right. This is business time. I, I said it fifteen times in a mirror last night. I, I I'm right. sure I can do it here. And the only difference is I have to look at a camera to do it. And mm-hmm. uh, I, actually, London was probably more nerve wracking because really? um we had put so much into that event to build it up and hype it up right, right. that. Um, I think every time I finished with a segment, uh, there was like a stage manager that uh, would kind of guide me away. <laughs> just like give him a hug every time. It was like, <laughs> Oh, we did it.
0: <laughs> we made uh, it.
2: Yeah. No, I could finally exhale at some point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, it, it's very exciting, you know, to, to have kind of that pressure on, on my shoulders mm. because um, you know, once you pull off a segment like that, you know, there's just that big, rush of adrenaline and Uh it's like all right i want to do it again now
1: just right later yeah like what once the (laughs) the fear is over and it's done but yeah it's 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 yeah i can imagine uh there's a sense of accomplishment but also like a burden kind of lifted off as well like okay we made it through this this stage and you know next time we'll go again um is it is it different like so with la you know it was a stage Mm -hmm. but with worlds with london it was you are surrounded by people. Did you, did you notice much of a difference there? Uh, um, like when you're surrounded oh, as yeah. opposed to on a stage?
2: Yeah. Oh, definitely noticed the difference. Um, what was great about London, actually. Uh, so we had to time those bits because it kind of had to be timed up to when the cars are in the hype chamber and they drive through into Manfield. And then it goes to like the overview of the field and the casters right, take over right. from there. And we tried to time it out before going, you know, on the show day. But obviously what happens in rehearsal and what happens during a show is very different.
1: Different. Yeah. Different
2: product. I don't have a monitor that I can look at. I'd love it if I did, because then I could, you know, I can. I need to drag a word out longer or pause longer. But in London, there was like this walkway that had a window. uh on either side and i could just barely catch the reflection of the monitor behind me (laughs) and so i could look up at that squint a little bit (laughs) yeah i I could just kind of glance at that and like okay they're turning all right speed it up speed it up let's go and and go from there but uh, i think that's probably the hardest part of it it's not really necessarily the crowd uh but it was very different with them all around me Right, right. uh fortunately they simplified it for me that hey you just need to look at the camera you know the yeah, guy's yeah, gonna yeah. walk towards you he's gonna walk around you he's gonna come around to this side then we'll have the jib cam and then you go to that i'm like okay great so um, that's
1: easier for for you when you have like a set thing that you can look yeah, at rather than just exactly, a big open yeah. sea kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah if i if i don't have to play to the entire crowd around me uh it's infinitely easier because now i'm just like i'm talking to you at home and right. and it's uh and the crowd is just there. They're extra.
1: Right. Interesting. That is that see, that's stuff that like I think people wonder about. I think especially with worlds. Like I remember just sitting in my seat, Drew, I don't know how you were, but it's just like how what are these casters feeling? Like what's actually going through their heads? Because they're trying to put on a great product, but there's there has to be some like fear there, some like hesitation, a little bit. And it's just interesting to get that insight because you don't obviously you're it's not going to be something that's going to be uh, told, or or it doesn't come across on the broadcast because you all look very, very composed and very, very professional. So um, you guys did great with Worlds. Uh, it was a fantastic production crew. All the hosts, all the casters did a wonderful job um, with that. Um, and, and kind of on that note, so twenty one twenty two, it's over. We're already back in into a new season. It's crazy how fast stuff moves. Um, it's it's insane like I was talking to some people uh, I think it was Prof actually and we were just talking about you know like you forget things faster in this scene because of how fast it moves like you you forget bits of I forget bits of like London Major and even bits of Worlds just because everything is flies by but when you kind of look back at uh, this past season and going into the future are there what, what things would you maybe tweak um about the format kind of switching over to that or like, is there anything that after this past season you thought, you know, might be a good addition? I, I don't know if you, if, if you follow what I, what I'm saying uh, here, yeah. but.
2: I, I, well, I, I think if I ran the universe, first of all, we'd all be in a lot of trouble, but um, <laughs> it if, might be if, okay. If I, It'd be pretty. If fun. I were supreme ruler of rocket league, I, right. I think I would, I think I would start the season in like mid to late January. Okay. And aim to end it late September, like if we if we want to have a nine month season, I think having kind of the you know the the climax of the season go through the summer and and right into the fall would be perfect right. that way, you have a much longer off season. I I agree. mean you know, the the difference between worlds and n a top 16 invitational this season was not much different from the, the time between fall major last season and NA winter one. And that, that to me, I think it leads to, I I think it leads to a lot of what team BDS experience with, with burnout. And, you know, I, I think if you have a longer off season, you could add a little more structure to that off season. Maybe you can add some more cutoff dates and, but also you have, more time for events right and right, you right. don't have to break during the season for this holiday break that's coming up after the fall major so yeah um i would i would much rather see that uh done for a season going forward obviously you can't do anything right now but right right going Just in, forward, in future.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah going yeah.
2: forward i i'd like to see them start to kind of shift towards uh, trying to keep it all in the same calendar year that way you don't have to worry about yeah. is it r l c s twenty two is it twenty one? Yeah, it does it...
1: simplify things a bit yeah, just for the yeah. viewer yeah um, uh, and
2: you know i I love there was an acronym that I learned in college uh broadcasting kiss keep it simple, stupid right and uh, i I think if you just keep it all in the same calendar year and and you don't worry about you know what calendar season it is, you know mm. you know the fall major it's the Rotterdam major, you know, right. uh, you know, in the winter, then we go to wherever in the spring, you know, et cetera. So, uh, I, I think that would make a lot more sense. Naming wise, they could make a lot more sense. I think it'd be easier for fans to follow. And I think it would be, uh, I think just a better schedule overall. I, I can't find many flaws in it other than no. Yeah. You know, I haven't it's... thought of, I haven't thought about it enough. Maybe there's a holiday in there that kind of screws right. with things, but they're always That's something,
1: but yeah, Drew. I I don't want to. I want to bring you in here for a second because I've discussed this with Drew at length with the mm-hmm. season. Like since, because I, I mean, I was kind of born into the uh, circuit based format, if you will. Uh, I'll, I I'd watched league play, but never this invested in it. Um, Drew, how do you feel about the length? Because I've talked to you about the length before. You you like it, but you're like you're some crazy guy who can just like grind away at any game and not get burnt out so I, I feel like you're the same with uh, with, with, this season, with the season lengths right now with it being like 11 months
0: yeah I personally like the longer seasons just cause I like a lot of Rocket League uh, but there is you don't stop it's, it's insane <laughs> there's, uh, there's obviously for most people there's burnout and I do feel like there needs to be some break in there uh, whether it's longer breaks in between majors i don't i don't like that i like just a longer break after worlds personally but yeah I, agree. I feel like for the player's sake and for viewer's sake everyone probably needs a little bit better of a break than we have right now because like stacks mentioned between the end of worlds and the top 16 invitational was not very long i mean it was just maybe a month month, and, month a half, and a
2: half two, or something like something that like yeah that. it wasn't very yeah, long I, so. I think somebody said it was 47 days I, that's I insane that yeah. And, yeah and now granted for, for the teams that didn't make worlds yeah it's a longer layoff but for sure but you know you know who didn't make worlds it's your bubble teams that they're yeah they're going right through 15 roster changes in between the end of the regionals and the world championship anyways so yeah, yeah.
1: and and i think I shock her here for the entire uh stream here. I'm not a tor- tournament organizer or anything like that. So like, I, I, I can't say, but I would assume, I mean, the people are at worlds who have the shortest break are also your stars. And if they get burnt out, it's like, it's not great. Look, in my opinion, which, I mean, obviously there's, there's still adjustments to be made. It, it happens, but I think the break in between is just as much for players as it is for viewers, even just the burnout in between, just so that it kind of gives that, that hunger for it again. Um Because when you look at the NFL season, it's 16 games, which I'm not saying go back to a, a league format, but please no, w- w- no <laughs> when, when the season comes back around, you, you want it. You know what I mean? It's something that you've been wanting for a while. And I think that's something that rocket league could uh, benefit from personally.
2: And the NFL finds a way to stay in the news cycle all throughout its off season. Too, it's it's its the, own
1: animal for yeah, sure. Yeah, you've
2: got like your your training camps. You've got your you got the draft. You got OTAs. Mm-hmm. You got everything. So yeah, um, you know it, you just add some structure to the off season, and and there are plenty of events you can mix in in between, especially uh, the you know let's say end of September. Yeah. Through the end of December beyond the summit you can do do dream hacks yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and you know i I think it would just i think it would be the perfect fit to start at the start of the calendar year and you know right at the start of the last quarter and and then you give everybody the time off they need
1: yeah for sure i agree um before we kind of move on i I don't want to say on the format too much um there, I know there's been this discussion on first touch. Like, so would you, to, to shorten the season, would you remove a split or like, I don't know if you've even thought about it, but I would like just before we move on to get, to get your opinion there, like I, maybe how you would structure the the circuit. I don't,
2: I don't think you'd have to remove a split. I, I do like having the three splits uh, because it gives us an excuse to go to three different uh, places around the world. Uh, and, and I think that's actually, I think there's a lot of value in that. Like, um, Like, like going to Rotterdam, it's not like uh, the Netherlands is like a Rocket League hotbed by any stretch. Right. You know, it's a it's got a presence there and we get to go there. We get to go back to Netherlands uh, for the first time since season two land. Mm. Uh, I I think there is some value in kind of getting around the world as much as you can. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to keep the three splits. Okay. Uh, And I mean, I'd like to keep the format mostly the same. No, I I I agree. I agree. Uh, but I I just think the timing is the the big thing that needs to change.
1: Okay, okay, interesting. I, I did definitely want to get uh, every every host or every uh, person we have on, whether it's a player or a coach. I like to ask that because hmm. they're the ones who are directly you know working with in the league, so they a lot of times have some good insight. Um, let's let's get into a little bit of news. Um, we appreciate you kind of. Letting us uh, interrogate you there for a minute and just kind of get a, a an overview on your story and everything. But let's get into some news. Um, it's it's been a bit of a slower week, I think overall. We're you know we're getting back, we're getting close to the major, but kind of beforehand, it's a bit quiet. Um, a couple things that happened though that I thought were noteworthy is Monkey Moon and Extra. Uh, they they signed a two year extension, which I think is really interesting. After the BDS situation that we've had recently with Monkey Moon and with the mental, does that change kind of your confidence in them? Maybe, uh, stacks I'll start with you and then we'll go to Drew. Does that change kind of your opinion on them at the moment?
2: I mean, I, I said at the start of the season, I think BDS and uh, K Corp are favorites to win the world championship. And this yeah. firm, BDS, is, first of all, something that is very uncommon in the world of esports. I thought the exact same thing lately. And, you know, these guys, they, they, Kind of had, I think, what they would consider a failure of a fall split. Mm -hmm. But I think BDS as an organization knows the kind of value they have with Monkey Moon and Extra. And they know that that is a three headed beast that at their peak, nobody can stop. And so they'll have time to kind of relax now in this break until the winter split. Mm -hmm. And I think that vote of confidence in them is going to be huge for their mentality as well, because, you know, I, I think there are a lot of orgs that might have just said, all right, we're going to drop you and go pick up, uh, you know, yeah. we're going to go pick up James Cheese, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very excited to see that they signed uh, such a long extension, because I think that they have the, the ability to uh, dominate for a very long time still. Right. And I'm glad that Team BDS agrees.
1: Man, imagine James Cheese BDS. That would be quite... <laughs> that, that That's that's the most cursed timeline I think we might have in, right. in this universe here. It's pretty crazy. Drew, uh, your thoughts on the extension and how you feel about it, uh, about their future?
0: Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything Stax just said. It shows that the team has confidence in their players still, even though Monkey Moon has been very vocal recently about burnout and depression and things like that. Uh, and they do have this break if they want it uh, during the fall major going into next split, um, and yeah, just just the confidence from the team themselves to the players, I think, is a really big thing because you no, know, it's it seems like with the way that we have Rocket League now, it's all of a sudden you could be on. Uh, like one of the best teams in the world. And then all of a sudden, maybe your teammates don't want you around anymore. Maybe there's an up and coming player. There's something going on. And now you're off the team looking for a new team to be on. So just the confidence. uh, And I want to say security, but the fact that they're willing to keep going with them is a big thing to me.
1: Yeah. um, I definitely agree. I I think uh, Stax, I think you mentioned this, but are any of you surprised how long the extension is for esports in general? Like
2: it is a little even surprising for good that it's players. Yeah, yeah, it is surprising because a lot can happen in two years. Yeah. and I, I mean, look, there was a two-year stretch where you know Cloud Nine went from being on top of the world to down in the dumps, right? Yep. So. Yep. Uh, I, I think I think it's kind of a calculated risk that BDS have taken in that you sign these guys two years. It feels like they have at least that much left on their shelf life. Yeah, uh, if they can get back to their uh, proper form. Yeah, it would not surprise me to see one or both of them step away from the game after that contract, because again, two Mm. years is a that's a lot of time. time. I mean, and they're not the youngest players either, especially like Monkey Moon. Yeah, there was a time where two years was four seasons. Mm. Like (laughs) now, it's two seasons, but it it still feels like a a slog so yeah these guys ain't getting any younger
1: yeah uh for sure um i'm interested like obviously we don't know much about it but with with monkey moon's struggles which i I, i'm glad he spoke out about it i think it sparks a lot of good conversation not just a you know for the players but also how we can accommodate them better and, and their the things that they have because you know i think we look at it sometimes as oh these are just people who are here to entertain me we don't see them with you know faces on the other end of the screen so i'm glad that discussion that started um i'm a bit surprised though like i wonder what they did Uh, obviously he never said that he was retiring but i wonder kind of what they did to kind of instill confidence not only in monkey moon um but the rest of the team that could continue on um I'm interested if you guys have any insight on that or not insight even because I'm assuming you don't have ties to BDS, but I wonder if there's some team psychology that they're going to help them with or maybe if you have any ideas of what what might be at play there.
2: Uh, I certainly don't know uh, what is happening uh, inside team BDS. I I know what should be happening for all of these orgs. You mentioned it, you know, uh, psychology. Uh, There should be... Uh, you know mental health specialists Mm. involved with every top tier org i mean every org period but if you want to consider yourself you know an elite organization um, you should absolutely be taking care of your players physically and mentally and uh, you know i I think version one uh, they recently uh, talked about uh, how they've got like a trainer that works with their players Uh, that sort of stuff you absolutely should have it it's not just sitting in a nice fancy chair uh playing a video game it is there is yeah. a lot of uh, mental drain and there's some physical strain to it as well uh with the long hours that they have to put in if you just sit there in a chair you've got to have some kind of activity as well uh otherwise you're going to end up looking like me and who you don't want that so no uh, i think
1: a lot of people would love to be you <laughs> i think a lot of people
2: <laughs> from here up maybe well from okay. here to here uh but <laughs> you know in, in all honesty it the physical and mental health is is paramount to, for these players and i'm glad that we are getting smarter as we go and more organizations are recognizing that
1: yeah i i think especially with the age of the players you know I think we often compare them to these traditional sports athletes that are like 25, 30, you know, things like that. They're at a different point in life. And I mean, being a 20 year old myself, I like I cannot I I can't understand how they deal with the pressure and things like that. But you see just how much just investing in a in a sports psychologist like uh, we've had prof on a few times from Pioneers. I think just based on their gameplay and their mentality, you can see how much just having somebody there to talk to, just having somebody there has helped them as a team, even if it's not a a strategist, because I, this game is so mental, you know what I mean? So I think that's uh, a big deal. Big deal for sure. Uh, Drew, I don't know if you have anything that you want to mention about um, about the situation or, or if we covered it.
0: Uh, I think I think it was covered pretty well, but I do agree that mentality in Rocket League, Arsenal says it all the time, mentality is everything with Rocket League. Uh, And so the fact that teams are putting more effort into that, really investing in their players is what I'd like to, the wording I'd like to use, investing, uh, is really good to see because, you know, there's been some controversy, maybe not controversy, but some uh, talk about orgs not caring about their teams recently but the fact that teams are uh, some of them are at least caring and putting this much effort into their teams is really nice to see
1: yeah yeah for sure um stacks before we move on is there anything you want to mention before we move on to a different topic i didn't want to cut you off or anything
2: oh no no you, you covered it all
1: all right very good drew there, uh, you had the next question you had. Uh, I want you to mention because you, you, uh, you had this in mind uh, with the, um, the fall major teams or the ones that missed out.
0: Oh, yeah. So, you know, there was with NA, especially with how many teams there are. I guess in EU, too, there's plenty of really good teams in EU, but teams like Curia, BDS, Vitality, NRG, teams like that uh, just barely missing out. On the fall major, having this big break, not being able to go to a land, do we think that there's any need for worry about these teams this time period?
2: Um, well, I think Vitality fans are kind of all in on the fact that Zen is going to be their <laughs> Zen's
1: their Jesus, Christ. he's the Messiah, I think, yeah. right now.
2: Yeah, uh, which you know, I, I've thought that whole situation is weird. I don't know, you gotta be real crazy or real busy in the winter and spring to decide, yeah, I'm going to play for Vitality, and then get kicked I know I'm getting kicked for Zen Um, NRG fans, I think, rightfully should be worried, uh, because look the future is very uncertain Mm. there have been the reports now that, you know, Justin would go to, I guess, Furia yeah, and that would, you know, that would create one heck of a domino effect oh, Um, yeah and, and then, who, who could they possibly get to replace him? Would they bring somebody from another region? What would what would that even do to just the landscape of Rocket League globally? Mm. Um, I don't know what they're doing. I'm sure there's somebody who does. They ain't talking to me, so <laughs> um, many of their stacks. Nope. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I, I think that they're they're is some cause for concern because you're going to be behind the eight ball. Uh, You're going into the winter split further behind these teams that are going to the major, especially in NA and EU, because there's five of them. So you're always going to be playing catch up throughout the entire split and you have to, I mean, you can't have a bad winter open or whatever it gets Mm -hmm. called. Uh, You you cannot have a bad first event. Otherwise, you know, you're just grabbing a that shovel and digging yeah a bigger yeah, yeah. hole. So, you know, they, they've got to make sure they get it right. And, you know, we talk so often about finding either the best player or the right player. I, I think that, especially in the case of like an NRG, if they're going to make a change, they really better find the right player. And it yeah. might not necessarily be, you know, the next 15-year-old cracked out of his skull mechanical god. You know, right. It might just be more like a typical type, a guy who's just solid at what he does, and he's there where you need him to be. That's why I think. That's why I think Faze. I, I know we're we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but that's why I think Faze was a big winner in the off season because yep. sure they broke up the first killer AJ combo, but now they've got missed and typical to complement first killer, and boy did that make a huge oh. difference for them.
1: I'm a gigantic Mist fan. I won't I will get into that a bit later, but yeah. I'm I'm a yeah. huge it, uh, fan of that so my. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Hello
2: is pretty good at this game and, yeah. and he's just you know, there's a reason that NRG and G2 uh at different points when they've needed somebody to fill in for an event, they've gone to him because he's yeah. like a chameleon. He can fit in with anybody.
1: Yeah. Um good stuff. I, I think Vitality is the most interesting team that, you know, obviously isn't in the major right now. Because I, I mean, I haven't been in the scene as long as some people have, so maybe I'm wrong. But this is really, I think, the first time where it's like one of these players is just playing for their next contract. You know what, yeah. what I mean? Like we yeah. see that in sports sometimes they'll get the one year prove it deal, so they're either going to get a contract or they are going to make a good resume for the next team. And I think that's so interesting uh, about this uh, because it's like, okay, who who does Zen like the most, and who is fitting in? best right now who's kissing up to uh to the team as <laughs> as much as possible right. i think that's interesting
2: yeah it's you know it's funny and i i've, I've talked to gregan about this back when he was the vitality coach he's had a lot right. of stories to to share um but I, I i do find it funny that the last time we can look at vitality at a lan and say that was a good team was when it was Kate up fairy peak and scrub killer yep <laughs> and and then they finish ru- yep. they win season seven they're runner-up season eight then they kick scrub killer and then he goes into that tailspin of, of then, a oh. downturn and they they haven't had a, a particularly good land with uh with alpha as part no. of that team and yeah you know, it's just i i just don't think it was a good fit and and now i don't to think it was a good fit well, i don't think it was a good fit for k op and fairy p oh right right and and so it, for whatever reason that you know they had their little bit of success but it didn't last and uh now they're trying to figure out what will work with alpha and they seem to think zen will uh yeah. and we will see they've got a whole off season to figure it out
1: yeah uh for sure um yeah that, vitality uh, drew is a running bit. Drew's always. Always uh been skeptical about vitality, but just recently you've started turning a little bit. Now that zen is coming to save them, are, are you're feeling a bit better, Drew? Is that right?
0: Honestly, I'm just impressed that the players on that team have the mental space. Like we've said, one of them is going whenever Zen yeah. is available to come in. And he's just he's
1: looming too on Twitter. He just he has his presence about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And so the fact that those three players from at least the past couple of uh, regionals from what you can see are in a good headspace is just impressive to me. I mean, if I had a Zen looming over my head, (laughs) getting ready to take my spot, if I don't play good, I'd have a really hard time doing as well as they have. Yeah. I I couldn't walk into that spot,
2: you know, Mm -hmm. with how, you know, with how tumultuous free agency is. I I could not be in that spot as as a pro player. You never know if you'll get another shot, especially they didn't make the major. So, you know, whoever is getting kicked doesn't have a major performance to kind of point at and go, see, this is what I'm capable of. They just see, yeah, great. Yeah, you're capable of, uh, I mean, not really even having much of a chance to make it going into the EU Invitational. And oh, by the way, you didn't. Yep, people like you are a dime a dozen.
1: Yeah, it's it's a crazy league this season, especially. Um, kind of Drew. I never answered your question. Kind of going back to, is there any teams that, or is there any worry for teams that just missed out on the fall major? I think it's too early to say. Other than NRG, I don't think NRG's gonna come back unless there's another change of some kind. At least one change. I think maybe they can make uh the next major. But I would love to see who who you have you know, that the the the, the uh, four other teams that they beat to get there um, in the entire region, really. Um, I'm not worried about Fury of BDS, and I don't think I'm worried about Vitality. I don't know with the EU, to be honest, right, this season. I think there's maybe some validity to the EU inconsistency this time around. I, I've never super been a, a huge fan of talking about that because it's always discussed. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I would be surprised if... The same five teams are in each major every time in, in North America. So I'm not really worried about those other teams that missed out. I think it's just a crazy region for NA uh, this time around. Yeah, so, I, think,
0: uh, I think you're right. I think there's just so much depth on either side that it's it's hard to make it. I mean, especially with just five spots, both both regions, it was like there's like five teams that are available and fighting for this last spot and it came down to the wire especially with EU uh for that last spot.
1: Yep. Yep, for sure. So um it's going to be an interesting season uh, just with second year with the uh circuit format and just with all the change ups in EU and NA it's going to be a wild season. And James Cheese just has two, you know, <laughs> two uh, more major region players on it so we don't know what they'll do either. It's going to be crazy. Uh a lot to look forward to. Um, with these upcoming majors speaking of majors um this is a segment i've been looking to do for a while so on first touch this i think it was this past week uh the crew did their uh their top five teams headed into the major um and drew will you pull up that graphic i don't yeah. know if it's already up okay uh very is it hold on yeah my stream might be is. behind okay there it is yep you're right um oh, I wanted to, uh, <laughs> I, I I wanted to discuss this a little bit, because well, first of all, just because Bates is just like he he he, I can farm content off of him because I love him so much, and that's not even an insult. I just love, I just love the way he does stuff. Um, I want all of us to kind of give our thoughts on this list, maybe give our own little bit of a mock, uh, top five if we want to want to, um, whatever we kind of disagree with, agree with about this list. Uh, we we can just kind of go full reign on it. Uh Stax, you're the, you're the guest here. I want you to give your your impressions. You you've hinted at what you think about it a little bit, but I want to hear your full impressions.
2: Yeah, so okay, here's the thing with me and rankings. I I hate ranking things because okay inevitably there's somebody out there that will go well stacks but what about this and i'm like well anybody on the right you, care, it, you much. care about right yeah what you care about and what i care about are two very different things right right? right right so you know i i look at the top of the list actually honestly the top four i don't really have a problem with you know okay. like but what i would say is i would say gen g and k corp are one a and one b like I, I don't care which one if somebody wants I to put one over with the other, you know, I, I don't care. I think they're the two best teams and then everybody else is a step below them. Okay. We talked about FaZe earlier.
1: Yeah. Oh go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, even FaZe, you think FaZe is a step below both yeah. of those? Okay. Yeah, I
2: think phase I think phase is barely a step below them, but I okay. think that they are a step below. I think that they did have, as we mentioned earlier, a great off season where yeah. I, I think it kind of raised a lot of eyebrows that they broke right. up the first killer AJ combo, but they did, and they added mist, and they do seem like they have upgraded, especially defensively, where they've needed to upgrade for their entire existence in the RLCS. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I I hesitate to put Falcons in the top five. I think that they deserve a spot because Mina is deeper than it ever has been before. Mm, I mean, Rule 1 certainly tested them. Even teams like GK and uh, Veloce tested them, Um, and they weathered that storm, and they came out still on top. The only thing that I see as a glaring red flag is that five-spot... And I understand why he has them there. They're the reigning world champions, and they have enough. Well, talent and his teammates, like we know, his
1: allegiances here too well, as yes, well.
2: That too. <laughs> They're the reigning world champions. They have enough talent on paper to be that fifth team. I don't hate it, but I have a certain criteria myself that I think if we're going to go with top five teams in the world, and we're going into the fall major, the first criteria has to be you top aided each of your region's yeah. events. And unfortunately, G two did, did not. not it's yep. a big blemish on their record. And especially so when you've got version one that won a regional and top eight at everything. Uh, and uh, space station that went top yeah, four. That's what I was three. thinking. I think you could take either version one or space station and put them in that fifth spot. I think I would lean towards version one. But I wouldn't. I would say that with a caveat that I don't think this is an indicator of how they will perform at the major because I think space station might outperform V one because they're still getting used to adding LJ and you know, let's not mince words. He is an upgrade over Rettles as much as I absolutely love Slater. I think he's a great dude. uh, I think he's a great competitor, but LJ is the guy everybody wanted in the off season Mm. and it's taking time to go from, excuse me, literally years of Rettles on that team to now LJ in that spot. And I think they will figure it out or come very, very close to figuring it out when the actual major starts. So yeah, Gen G K K-Corp, 1A, 1B, FaZe as a third team, Falcons probably a step below them. And then, yeah, I'd take, I would definitely take an NA team because, again, G and K-Corp, I think are the only EU teams that, uh Actually no. Uh, sorry, EU teams, dear lord. K Corp is the only EU team <laughs> that uh top eight at all their events. Yep. Of course they, they went top two in all of them. So right, right. Gen G and N A. So uh yeah, I would take V one or SSG in that fifth spot. You could flip a coin and you probably wouldn't really offend me either way.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's fair. I think I think that's uh roughly what I was thinking, Drew. I don't know if you have uh some some major changes that you make to this or, or what you would change. Uh, about those spots,
0: uh, I think I agree. I think I you got to keep the top three. Gen G K Corp obviously have to be one and two. Flip flop them. Phase, I do think
1: this is if, big.
0: <laughs> even though I even though they had what was it last regional? I want to say it was last regional. It was a top eight only, but we'll just push it that out to this. I, don't I think remember. I think it was last. Uh, no, maybe think, it was no, the think think- cup. I think it I think was, it was the second top. one. They went top eight. They were so they, they were had, runner up. They were right. runner up
2: in the Invitational. That's right. That's right. So,
0: sure. so they looked to have fixed whatever it was that caused that top eight. I like how they play. How they look, especially with Mist Falcons. I do hesitate a little bit to put them in there, but I think you could put them in there.
1: Well, in the list at all? You mean
0: in the top five? Yeah. Okay. Just because of. Mm-hmm. The, it is really deep. Me, Mina what like about London? Stacks, Yeah, this. Yeah. Stacks did say Mina is really deep. So I, I'd say I put him in there. I might. I like version one or Space Station in the number five. I could almost listen to a case made for putting the club in the top five just because of how dominant mm. they've been. But that is they have only played against Sam, which... Yeah. yeah, we don't really know. And I mean, they did get lost,
1: like. which is a crazy addition. But we haven't seen yeah. him on this team on land yeah. as my yeah. caveat. Yeah,
2: the the biggest problem with putting the club in this list, I think, is that we don't know how good Sam really is compared to the rest of the world. Especially after losing Thuria, I mean, they well, lost a big blow. their best team two seasons in a row to go sucks. to North America, and yeah. so you know, it it kind of lowers the bar for what club has to do to. Yeah look impressive we'll find out how good they are at the major i i wouldn't be surprised to see them at least top eight this fall major it yep. wouldn't surprise me uh, i but then
1: i agree
0: there
2: are very few teams it would surprise me to see in the top eight because swiss is this wild wacky crazy yeah. format
1: especially on land oh yes yeah. oh crazy Yeah. I, especially uh... when you
2: get on stage that'll do things to people
1: that changes people that ch- that turns the super mechanical players into people who own goal sometimes so yeah,
2: um it sure does
1: for me okay actually before i get into my my kind of analysis of this have you been hearing the blasphemous takes that Jinji people aren't confident in them because they haven't lost yet or they haven't like struggled they, they still think they're honeymooning i that's gotta be one of the worst takes of this split I think from all the regions um they have struggled in Swiss they struggled in Swiss before first of all and I don't I don't see this team honeymooning at all this team isn't honeymooning they've struggled in Swiss they they I just don't see it um
2: uh, i i look at jack as like the next garrett g type i was know? gonna say he's Just putting very... like more
1: hour he he's not he's not sleeping at all like i think i <laughs> uh, it's yeah so
2: yeah he, he's very smart he's very mature um yeah, you know, he he gets his point across he's a great leader um i i think they've struck gold with that roster
1: yeah i i think it's copium i don't I don't know if it's copium because it's EU players who are saying it a lot of the times. <laughs> you would think that they would be kind of on their side, so I don't know what's going on there, but Genji I think they're going to place well. Um, yeah,
2: the, the only criticism anybody would have about Genji going in is like, okay, well we don't know how these guys are going to do on land because yeah. you know they 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 have not necessarily been land juggernauts, right? Mm-hmm. That's fair. But again, you look at the rosters they've been on. Eh, I I think they were. I think anybody would struggle in those spots. Yeah, uh, you know, I think Nolly had it a little better. I think he had a, a great supporting cast around him. But I mean, you look at um, how things look now for uh, Jack's former teammates. Yes, from every team he's ever been on.
1: Pretty um,
2: much. You know, it's, he ain't yeah. the problem. I don't think yeah. so. Um, yeah, I think they're just all in uh, the best situation they've ever been in. Certainly for Chronic. And uh, I'm I'm excited to see how they do. I'm especially excited to see how Chronic performs in his first right. land, big land.
1: Yeah. See, like I mean, with my philosophy with this, I mean, you could you could say Gingy they're not going to perform as well in land. They're going to be like top six and they couldn't make the list. But like anything could happen. We said that. But I'm looking at like what do I predict will happen based off of what I've seen? And what I've seen is Ginji's number one because you can you can go down rabbit holes of like oh Chronic hasn't played on land this that, but you can only take what you've seen to a certain extent and kind of make your best judgment. So that's kinda of how I feel um about Jinji and the list here. Um I, I agree. I think most of his list is actually pretty well. Um Falcons, I might switch to five and I might put space station up just because they're in the they're in the uh more difficult region. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Is that too harsh after their performance in London and stuff? Um
2: Well I don't I don't put too much stock in last season. Like okay. you know, Falcons they are performing well this season and, and when I think of like you know, I kinda look at this as like a power rankings and yep. you know what it's kinda like what we were talking about earlier. What have you done for me lately? Yeah. Um and they've performed exceptionally well against you kind of look at last season where they kinda coasted through it and you realize here, um they are they're performing at a higher level, even though yeah they didn't sweep all three. Nobody was going to in that region. Um, I, I I still think that uh, they are deserving of a top five spot. If you put them five and you put like a V one or SSG above them, I don't I don't immediately think you're crazy. Right. <laughs> okay. But because it, it, it's like the difference between one and two, and the difference between four and five, is I mean. You take this penny and just flip it and right. you know, whatever it lands on you get. Right. I can't tell you what it landed on. I don't even know where it landed. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I, I see that. Um, man, it's difficult to rank the the uh the majors. Like it's so difficult uh with how things are going. Um Drew, how do you f- I I guess the one thing I'd say about SSG, actually sorry Drew, I didn't mean to to give you Give you the reins and then take them away from you violently, um the one thing I'd say maybe I could have Falcons above is just because I think on land specifically, Rettles was such a good leader and such a good calming presence that even though l j is better, I don't know how that's going to change because Rettles was such a big part of their performance on land, I think so that's how I feel. I don't know if drew or Stax you have thoughts on that
0: i I don't. I think you can slot in like Stack said you can slot in V1 or SSG in the top five okay. flip flop them and you know I think I'd give the lead a little bit to SSG just because of I don't want to say it's a problem but just uh some issues V1 has had with Uh, really being able to go whenever beast mode isn't on his peak Uh, but overall i I think you could just put either one of them okay Okay,
2: i think if you if if you wanted to rank them based on expectations i think you would probably put v1 yeah ahead because they have all of that experience and you don't have nearly as many question marks surrounding them as you do ssg That's true. Uh, But I I would take a leap of faith and probably expect SSG to finish above V1 because I believe that they will figure things out with LJ and they will slot him in as well as they're going to. And I think that they're going to have a massive spike in quality between NA Regional 3 and the Fall Major.
1: Okay. I actually really like that take because I think a lot of people are already – done on ssg almost are like oh i'm bored they, they just keep eating top fours this is their ceiling i think there's a lot of people who genuinely feel that way i've I've seen on some podcasts and some other shows so i like that just like slow development we, we don't like patience in esports but sometimes you have to you have to exercise it a little bit so yeah i, I think that's fair but overall is it i think this t, this is t, one of tbate's like best major uh major <laughs> rankings i don't know uh I'm trying to remember some of his other ones, but it's not bad actually.
2: Yeah. yeah, the the dissolution of Team Envy is the best thing that ever happened to T-Base. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's got phase there. He's got phase. That's his. That's his machine <laughs> 2.0. There. That's his machine. Just because Costello's there. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, we're dragging this on. We're we're taking a lot of your time stack. So w- let's move on. Uh, we have one more thing. We call it the speed flip round. So whenever we, uh, whenever we, no, it's it's easy stuff. So whenever we right. have. Um, a guest on people we haven't had them before. We just like to have some questions that aren't necessarily related to Rocket League. Um just some kind of quick uh, fire fire questions. Let me pull it up real quick. Um just easy stuff. We're not we're not bring you no know, arithmetic or or math into this. There's no there's no uh, there's no trivia or anything like that. Um
2: first I thing I want to want Sorry, oh, I no, did go one ahead. of these with Unthink, and he's and he and the first question he asked me was, "What's the problem with Rocket League?" And I'm like, "Okay." Ooh. And and so I I gave this like long winded answer of things that like I thought could improve, and then he said, "We would have accepted Jorby." I'm like, "Okay, got it."
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. You can. Now you I understand can the as... game we're
2: playing here Unthink. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, you
1: you can uh, make it as fast or short as, as you want, but uh, generally we try to make them short form, just quick step before we wrap up. Um, so the first question we have is, what's your favorite sport outside of rocket League, and why do you because I know you follow a bit of baseball from what I've seen at least. Um, I don't know if you still do or if that was something yeah. in the past oh yeah, i mean
2: i'm I'm a a sports addict, but well, basketball yeah. for me. Uh, okay. my favorite sport to announce it's it's just fast paced, and I'm fortunate enough to get to work a lot of basketball games in some pretty rowdy arenas
1: very good very good yeah i know like is it a struggle for you uh to like keep up with all the sports you watch because i've started watching more and more recently and it's like my weekends man are <laughs> kind of crazy um,
2: so i haven't watched a celtics game i haven't watched a bruins game i barely right. catch the updates uh from, okay from their sports okay. and such i i've watched a couple patriots games uh i I don't watch the Red Sox until we get to like September because yeah. I just 162 games, way too long. Uh, right. And college stuff, I I try to watch. If I'm sitting at my computer at 10 o'clock, I might catch a pac 12 game or whatever the
1: okay.
2: name of the conference is these days. Okay.
1: Yeah, and I get. I'm, I'm assuming it's hard for you just because of you know weekends are when you cast as well most of the time, so that can make <laughs> yes. it hard. Unless you want to. Yeah. Unless you want to watch it like. On the dvr which i don't love i think live is like how you need to watch sports but that's just yeah, me exactly um okay kind of similar question but what's your favorite game to play like video game outside of rocket league is are there any that people might not know about
2: oh wow uh right now grounded
1: oh okay so i've heard mixed things about that is, is it out of beta
2: oh yeah yeah it's it's full release now i think they got an update coming again this week as well where they're uh... okay introducing some quality of life as well but uh no i've after they finished the story and i got to play through it and uh and actually right. experience the full game i i've just fallen in love with the game
1: okay i'll have to try it out uh, drew have you tried that one i don't remember
0: uh i played have it you? just a little bit with some friends but they were so far ahead that i didn't really get the real oh, okay. experience yeah okay uh, I- i'm
2: prepared to write a blank check to obsidian entertainment for just like all right you're coming up with a game here just take my money
1: fair <laughs> enough fair <laughs> enough <laughs> um so next question and this is a big one this is actually my uh this is one of my favorites if gas station snacks were an rlcs roster what three what three snacks are you choosing for your starting lineup Ooh, this is big yeah.
2: Station snacks. We're an RLCS roster, um, so I don't know about gas stations around the country. Okay, just like
1: a we, convenience store, whatever what you we want.
2: Do up here, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's the uh there's the chocolate pudding with whipped cream and Oreo. Okay. Uh, that's very popular up here. Okay. Um, so that's like I'm building my team around that.
1: Okay, that's your <laughs> first killer. All right, all
2: right. That, that, that's my that's my number one draft pick. Okay. Um. I'm going with the uh, the slushies would we'll definitely be uh, they'll be my second man, okay, and third I, first of all, I don't know if this is blasphemous or not, but pizza's nowhere near the picture because gas no, I't uh, no i wouldn't yeah,
1: I wouldn't put it. that on the list no, no. Um,
2: I would go with uh like those small italian subs that like the you know the deli will put together and you know and they'll kind of leave them there and if you get the if you don't get there at like one in the morning i was yeah you're okay i I was gonna say around (laughs) 11 or midnight you know those have been sitting around for a minute and maybe they're not so good but if you if you get them get them in the evening i I think they're good
1: do you have casey's in maine like Casey's gas stations or no, is that, that the I thing? The okay. never mind. I was going to say like their subs are good, but I don't trust most other gas stations. Cause you can never tell if they're going to be stale or not, or if they've been sitting out. So I, I struggle oh, with that no, as my third man.
2: Scratch the sandwiches, chicken tenders.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go. see. That's also the same problem. Like you can't tell if they've been sitting under the heater for too long.
2: Yeah. But you know, once you, once you get a cup of barbecue sauce with them, it's fine.
1: <laughs> oh, that's true yeah you forget about it once you, if there's you, enough you sauce
2: a lot of the wear and tear of uh, sitting in that warmer
1: i actually like that like because with the sub it's like i'm looking for like a top right top i'm looking for a torment someone that's gonna hold the back line and i don't know if the sub was doing it for me but i think the tenders might actually be the yeah. uh the solid guy to back up it, your it your stars
2: Tenders. i thought it was impossible to screw up mozzarella sticks until Uh, uh, uh. i started getting some from gas stations around here and it's rough they yeah they didn't stay in the system for too long so
1: yeah yeah you gotta be careful with some of those things like like you feel like you can only eat like like uh candy and stuff because anything that's been sitting out it's like i'm not sure about this i don't know so uh yeah um last question do you listen to music during your cast? And if so, what do you listen to? I know, I think I've heard a few casters do, but.
2: I, I think like Daz, Achieves, and maybe Jorby do. I don't. Um, okay. I, it's all I can do to focus on what my co casters saying saying. Uh, and I don't always do that. So <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I've done it to a couple times, or he'll say something. And then, you know, like 15 seconds later, I'll parrot the same thing he just right. said uh no the the game audio a producer sometimes and uh another caster is all i all my small brain can manage that's fair
1: that's fair um stacks we we appreciate you jumping on with us on our on our lowly podcast um we appreciate the time appreciate you guys you uh giving us insight on everything uh it it ran a bit long so sorry if you if you i don't know if you have anything later on but Okay.
2: I, I live in a small town in Maine. I got nothing better. To, I'm gonna okay. turn around after we're done. I'm gonna play some cards. <laughs> okay. Same here.
1: I live in a small town under four thousand in in Missouri, so I'm kind of in the same boat. So, um, we appreciate you being on here, giving us your time, uh, giving us your insight. Um, it's really interesting to get different insight because we we've had um coaches on, we've had analysts, but buttery hotness from Quadrant. Now, um, we had him on, and now you, a, a caster. Uh, we appreciate the time. Appreciate um you you giving us uh your time uh it, hey, it means I, a lot
2: I, I appreciate the invite anytime guys
1: Yeah we appreciate it so that's going to do it for uh for this episode but before before we let you go stacks is there anything you want to plug any twitter social media anything or just any shout outs you want to give before uh before we jump off
2: uh I'm on twitter at rl uh same as on twitch I stream rarely uh <laughs> Free to drop by sometime i guess uh i, I don't i'm terrible at social media i am such an old man
1: no no no. We, we we appreciate it and go give him a follow he, he he does good stuff um we i appreciate the uh the gifts that you do with that those are very those are very enjoyable to <laughs> see on my timeline so if if anything just do it for that uh those are those are very fun to watch um again appreciate you guys being here appreciate the audience listening in um we know things are kind of We're trying to get in the schedule with the streaming uh, just so you guys can expect what time for it to be at. And I think we're getting there, which is good. Um, So whether you're listening live or you're listening on Spotify or Apple podcast, we appreciate you sticking in. And we will see you guys next week. Take care.